Lance and Ringo Tales Tale 5 Two Brothers and a Baby Written and narrated by Bria Burton A family-friendly pet story And so the story begins with an interview. In the living room, I'm kneeling on the floor looking into a portable crib. My eight-month-old niece plays with her toys inside. Nearby, Lance, a black and white English Springer Spaniel, sits next to Ringo, a long-haired gray and white domestic cat. They stare at my niece. I pull out a notebook and pen because they are about to share their first experience with a baby. I'm one of their humans. I'll provide a few details from my perspective too. The female, me, and the baby's mom, my sister, are used in place of our real names. Lance nicknamed me M for Mousy Girl. Ringo calls me Catnip. Question for Lance and Ringo. How do you handle visitors? Woof! I like people. The more the better. But what is that? She's a baby dummy. Lance bonks the kitty's head. No name-calling. Ringo growling. I'll get you back for that later. What is a baby? You're the one who goes outside. You've never seen babies before? Lance sniffing the crib. I've seen them. I thought maybe they were pet pigs. You make it very difficult for me not to call you names. You can call me Speedhound after my favorite superhero. Ringo yawns. Oh, we've been over this. I'm not calling you that. Lance lying down. Fine. When can the baby come out and play? Ringo circles the crib. Soon, if I have anything to do with it. I want to get in there and play with those toys. Lance, tail wagging. Good. But still, what is it exactly? She is a tiny person. Each day she will grow bigger and bigger until she is as tall as catnip. Cool. What about this other female who came into the house? The one who brought the baby with her? Let's agree on something to call her, like Fuzzhead. Lance walks to the baby's mom, sniffing. She smells like carpet. Carpethead. Sure, we'll call her Carpethead. And what do we call the baby? We'll call her Baby. You would say that. The female has company. When my sister came for a visit, I have to admit that I felt a little nervous. She brought my eight-month-old niece, and it was the first time Lance and Ringo would meet such a young baby. We carefully introduced Lance, making sure he would be gentle. We didn't let him lick her face or sniff too long. He immediately showed how sweet he could be, following wherever she went while someone carried her or when she sat in her stroller. He licked her foot, which was fine with my sister. It seemed like he was checking to make sure my niece was okay. Overall, he did great during the whole visit. I asked Lance to share his impression of meeting the baby. 
Lance the Super Nanny. Baby started crying. Oh no! I didn't mean to scare her. I never realized how loud I barked until she scrunched up her little face into a big frown. I walked over to her nest in the middle of the living room, hoping to comfort her. Ringo called it a crib. I could see through the mesh wall surrounding her, keeping her trapped inside. If my barking upset her, I would sit quietly until she stopped crying. I gazed at her with my sweet eyes, as M called them. Baby had soft red fur on her head. Some fell into her eyes. She might not have seen me trying to show my sweetest face. Soon, Carpethead scooped her up and took her into another room. Gee, I hoped she would be okay. From now on, my barks would be quieter. I still didn't quite understand what baby was, so I kept asking Ringo. "You were little when you were born, right?" he asked. "I guess." "Remember how little I used to be as a kitten?" "Yeah," I said. "She was just born, so she's a little human." Oh, this did give me some insights. If she was just born, she needed lots of love and attention. With a wiggle, Ringo hopped up and over the mesh wall into the crib. Horrified, I cried, "Ringo, get out of there! That's for baby!" He swatted at the chew toys and stuffed animals in the crib. They jingled as if bells rolled around inside. Not while everyone's in the other room. I stood poised to pounce on him if I had to. Ringo, I mean it. Come here now before I tell on you. Okay, if you're going to be a tattletale about it. He swished his tail into my face as he sprang back out. He surprised me by obeying so quickly. There could be something to this. Ringo trotted toward his house. Which was the lid to his litter box? It sat on a blanket in the living room near the crib. He used it as a hideaway. Wake me when Carpethead and Baby are gone. With that, Ringo slid inside. I sensed some jealousy, but he would have to get over it. Baby was more important because she was more fragile. In the morning, I followed Carpethead as she carried Baby out of the bedroom. With a lick to the foot, I marked her as protected. I learned about foot licks from Speedhound. On his television show, he would lick the feet of any person or animal he placed under his protection. One time, I tried to lick Ringo's foot, but he stuck out his claws. Luckily, I saw in time and backed away. Instead, I resorted to grabbing his hind leg in my mouth to show he was under my protection. When we wrestled, I did that to keep him from running off too, so it worked in multiple ways. When M placed Baby in the crib, I pressed my nose against the mesh. She smelled like powder and corn. You can't play with her, Ringo said from inside his house. Why? I whined, not understanding, because I knew how to be gentle. Baby shouldn't have to stay in the crib. 
It's just like when I was a kitten. Catnip kept me in the bedroom to protect me from you. When I got bigger, then we could play. The idea was shocking. M protected baby from me? But baby is under my protection. No. Ringo swatted the door to his house, which swung on a hinge. Carpethead and Catnip are her protectors. Not you, they don't want you too close to the baby. Ringo irritated me with his statements. You just don't understand a protector's duty, I said. I don't have to be around her all the time. I need to check the rooms to make sure they are safe for her. I monitor the front door to see who comes and goes. You keep telling yourself that, said Ringo. When it was time for a walk, M put on my leash while Carpethead put Baby in the rolling thing Ringo said was a stroller. I stuck out my tongue at Ringo. See, they know I'm her protector, so they are taking me along. He peeked out of his house, rolling his eyes before slinking back inside. We walked around the neighborhood, the smells of outside overwhelming me at first like always. Grass, street, tree, squirrel. I darted, but the leash kept me from getting near any squirrels. Baby snoozed in her stroller. She must have felt so safe with me as her protector. Back at the house, I sat at M's feet as she fed Baby her bottle. Ringo lounged on the floor, and I tilted my head up toward Baby. See, I whispered to him, I get to be close. Ringo stretched his paws, holding them in the air. For now. Good boy, Lance, M said, smiling down at me. My heart swelled with pride. I was a good protector. I licked Baby's foot, hoping she would grow up fast so I could play with her someday soon. The Female Keeps Watch I felt reassured as Lance acted gentle and sweet around my niece. He didn't bother her much except a lick to her foot every once in a while. He seemed content being nearby. When she cried, he came closer in obvious concern. On the other hand, Ringo acted curious at first, then he spent most of my sister's visit in his house. Even Lance left him alone when he went inside. Although he was in the living room with us, he hid out of sight. I asked Ringo to share his impression of meeting the baby. Ringo the Invisible Cat This baby was a bad sign. Catnip shouldn't have let her in the house. Too fragile. Lance could underestimate his strength and bruise her heel with that giant tongue of his. I didn't care what he said about being her protector. He stole that idea from Speedhound, and Lance was no superhero. Unless someone picked her up, Baby stayed low to the ground. She ate and pooped, played with toys, and slept. She was more like a dog or a cat than a human at this point. She was an attention stealer. She was competition. As she sat in her crib in the living room, she played with her assortment of stuffed toys and games. I didn't have many toys because Lance chewed them all up. 
I wanted to play with her toys, but not while Lance watched. He scolded me for jumping into her crib once already. All I had was time. I slipped into my house and waited. Everyone probably thought I was taking a catnap. Soon, Catnip and Carpethead took the baby and Lance out for a walk. Perfect. Now I was home alone. I slunk out of my house, listening to make sure no one would come back through the front door. All was quiet. It was my chance. I hopped up and over the side of the crib. I landed on the pillowy bottom. How I loved soft things. First I curled up and just enjoyed the softness. Then I (sighs) decided to nap. Ringo! Catnip's cry awoke me. What are you doing? I stared up at her innocently. She should know that anything soft out in the living room was fair game for me to sleep on. Get out of there, she ordered. I grudgingly leaped out, disappointed my nap had been cut short. Plus, I didn't get to play with any of the toys. Even Catnip took Baby's side. I didn't like this at all. In the stroller, Baby sat up, staring at me. She had a pacifier in her mouth. The red hair on her head seemed like a lot for a baby her size. I walked over, curious about her and what made everyone pay more attention to her than to me. I sniffed her feet. Yep, Lance definitely licked them. The stroller smelled like Lance after he'd been outside. In the back of the stroller down low was a basket big enough for me. Nap time! I leaped in. The stroller rolled. I cringed, not liking the movement. Catnip walked over, grabbing the handle above. Out? She wagged her finger at me. Another scolding from Catnip because of Baby. I stepped out. It wasn't worth the trouble trying to sleep in a rolling bed anyway. Lance marched up to me. That could have been dangerous. If you had jumped into that basket any harder, you might have launched Baby into the air. Whiskers up, I stared at him. She was strapped in. Woof, as her protector, I insist you do nothing like that again. Fine. I raised my paws in surrender. Usually I could argue with him or simply say no to whatever he asked, but he was acting crazy around this baby, more assertive than I'd ever seen him. I skulked over to my house and crept inside the yellow dome, the only place I could find peace and quiet. Even Lance didn't disturb me in here. I curled up on my soft blanket, but it wasn't as soft as Baby's crib. Oh, who cares? It was soft enough. I took lots of catnaps, hoping the visitors would leave so things would go back to normal. Something awoke me. Music and bells. I peeked my head out the door. Catnip and Carpethead spread out blankets onto the floor. They sat on either side of Baby, who played with some of her toys. A jungle mat lay in front of me. Animals swung from the arches overhead. Baby wasn't playing with that toy. I sneaked out of my house and stepped onto the jungle mat. 
With one paw, I batted the dangling monkey. Then I gnawed on the soft arches. Ringo, no. Catnip shooed me away. I moved off, but stayed close. Catnip paid more attention to Baby and kept scolding me. I didn't like it one bit. I pranced quickly around the blankets. As Catnip and Carpethead looked away, I squatted beside Baby. I lifted my paw over her head, ready to give her a bop. She needed to know that I was Catnip's favorite. Me, not some baby who, ugh, needed her diaper changed. The smell overpowered me. I moved my paw from over her head to cover my nose. Well played, baby. Well played. Hey! Lance nudged me off the blankets and into the kitchen. What are you doing? I sat on my haunches. What? He pointed a paw at me. You were about to bop her head, weren't you? Maybe. I stared off, not looking him directly in the eye. As her protector, I will not allow it. I wasn't going to do it hard, I protested. It's the only way to make baby understand. Don't care, Lance interrupted. This is worse than the time our cousin Sadie visited. Cousin Sadie was a black and white Shih Tzu mix. Her colors made her look like a tiny version of Lance. Even I was twice her size. She had been eating dinner in one of the bedrooms because she was afraid of Lance. We had a wimp for a cousin. I was in there with her and jumped up on the dresser above her, but she was too short. Normally, I could pound Lance on the head from that position. Sadie barely reached the height of the first drawer. I hopped down, catching her attention. When she lifted her gaze, I bopped the top of her head with my paw, but not hard. Ringo, no! Catnip had cried at the time. She and her cousins were all in the room and they saw me. Sadie lowered her head and continued eating. She didn't even flinch. Huh, she was all right. The memory tickled me. Sadie wasn't as wimpy as I had thought. Oof. Well, it was not nice of you to hit her. She was our guest, said Lance. And Baby is our guest and under my protection, so you will never bop her head. Understand? I sighed. <sighs> yes. Lance stormed off, mumbling something about if only Speedhound knew. Back in the living room, I watched the four of them. Lance, the super nanny, was sitting in the corner. Catnip and Carpethead surrounded the baby. Everybody smiling and happy. If only I could be happy again. Someday, I would be. Interview Conclusion Question for Lance and Ringo. What did you learn from each other? Lance sitting on the floor. Ringo learned that I am the best protector that ever lived. Ringo lying next to the dog. Ha! You were lucky Catnip let you be in the same room as Baby. I proved myself worthy. 
You proved that you go overboard with the duties you assign to yourself. Lance gnawing on the kitty's hind leg. No, I proved I am just like Speedhound. Ringo jumps out of the dog's reach. If Baby lived here, you would go crazy. I'd love to protect her all the time. Ringo circling the dog. Just like me, you'd start to realize that you weren't getting much attention. My job as protector would make me feel important. Our humans would spend all their time taking care of Baby. And I'd be right there with them, making sure she was okay. Ringo shakes his head. Trust me, it would bother you. No. You like attention even more than I do. Lance head high. With my perimeter sniffs, door checks, and foot licks, I wouldn't have time to think about it. Ringo stretching. I'm just happy they're gone now. Not me. Ringo licks his paw. Peace and quiet. All the attention is back on me now. Not all the attention. I get more than you for sure. Ringo on hind legs in a bear stance. No. Lance playbows. Our humans do more with me than with you. Ringo swatting at the dog. That's because you're needy. Lance pounces on the kitty. Am not. Ringo slips out from under the dog. I don't need walks or someone to bathe me or brush me. I'm self-sufficient, so our humans only give me attention because they want to, not because they have to, like with you. Lance, mouth hanging open. What? You may as well be a baby with how much care you require. Unlike me. Lance sits down. You think our humans wouldn't give me attention if I didn't need them for all that other stuff? Nope. Lance lies down. But I can't help it. Ringo sighing. Are you crying? Lance sniffs. <laughs> no. Ringo batting the dog's tail. Okay, I didn't mean it. They would still give you some attention. Lance tail wagging. Really? Still not as much as me, though. Lance growling. Her, watch it. Hey, truth hurts. Oh, yeah? The truth is, you need our humans to feed you just like me. So? So maybe your oversized belly is the needy one. I'm not fat, it's fur. Just keep telling yourself that. The end. This audio recording is narrated by the author. Two Brothers and a Baby is a short story in a collection. Each story is a fun tale about Lance and Ringo, my pets. Although their adventures were derived from actual events, each story is a work of fiction. This audio recording is licensed under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, no derivatives license. That means you can share it with anyone, but do not sell it or change it. So please do share the story. To read more adventures from Lance and Ringo, visit the Lance and Ringo Tales blog 
at www.lanceandringotales.blogspot.com. That's www.lanceandringotales.blogspot.com. The music in each episode is provided by Music for Makers. Thanks for listening.